reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The angel brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water flowing out from beneath the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the facet of the temple was towards the east. The water flowed down from the southern side of the temple, south of the altar. He led me outside by the north gate and around to the outer gate facing the east where I saw water trickling from the southern side. He said to me, This water flows into the eastern district down upon the Arabia and empties into the sea, the salt waters which it makes fresh. Wherever the river flows, every sort of living creature that can multiply shall live, and there shall be abundant fish. For wherever this water comes, the sea shall be made fresh. Along both banks of the river, fruit trees of every kind shall grow. Their leaves shall not fade, nor their fruit fail. For every month they shall bear fresh fruit, for they shall be watered by the flow from the sanctuary. Their fruit shall serve for food, and their leaves for medicine. Verbum Domini.
Since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and the oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of scripture zeal for your house will consume me. At this the Jews answered and said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? He answered and said to them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they came to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. Now, yesterday I had forgotten all about this scripture where our Lord tells us to stop making my father's house a marketplace. And as the second reading says, that the body that you are a temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you. So if anyone destroys God's temple, you destroy that person, temple of God, which you are is holy. So that we are to trade with unrighteous mammon, but that our Lord himself in this working in the, the interior, in the human heart, must at times make his whip of cords and cast out the money changers. So that which is dedicated entirely to God, which we are in our in our very person, we are to be entirely given over to God with, with absolute true love of heart, mind, soul, and strength to love our neighbor as ourself and not only as ourself, but God, as he himself has loved us with passionate love. Then our Lord at times has to make the whip of cords and uh, make us suffer <laughs> in different ways. So. We get what we deserve as in, in different ways. So, like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in due season. So the image from the first Psalm is taken up by Ezekiel to indicate the time of when God's glory would return. He was a priest in exile far from the land and the temple in Jerusalem, the tangible expression of the Lord's abiding presence with his people. 
So on Psalm 1, the man is called blessed who delights in the law of the Lord, meditating upon it day and night. His way is very much protected and prospered. But Ezekiel, in his own personal history, seems to contradict that promise. We can look in the mirror and, and say, well, I delight in the law of the Lord, we pray with all our heart, but uh, it seems to contradict the promise that the good do suffer in this world. At for a time or at times, the scoffer takes up his seat in judgment on the innocent. So the vision of Ezekiel, which is better in its full version as, as usual in chapter 47, is a message of hope in the desert, that the water of life flows from its source in the temple towards the east. That is where the Garden of Eden was said to have been planted by God, in the east. In that term, Kadem, where we get Edom from, Eden, means that which is before or in front of a person. So Eden is before us. Ezekiel does not lead the waters but enters into them more and more, that fruitfulness follows upon the foundational presence, water from the rock, from the cornerstone, that we must follow after the path carved out for us before, turning our face like flint towards Jerusalem, our true home. The waters of a river gladden the city gone, the holy dwelling of the Most High. So the problem of water, or lack thereof, is a perennial problem in the city of Jerusalem. Yet on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, water would be drawn from the pool of Siloam. We see this in John chapter seven. And this is also the place where our Lord sent the blind man. And that this water is poured upon the altar by the priests. And it's said in the Talmud, that he who has not seen the rejoicing in the place of the water drawing has never seen rejoicing in, the, in his life. And this calls to mind the words of another exilic prophet, Isaiah, therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So it's hard to imagine the joy which was present and expressed in the very person of our Lord when he enters into the water festival in John chapter seven. On that day, which is today, he offers himself to be our joy. If anyone be thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture says, streams of living water will flow from within him. And on the cross, his heart pierced, blood and water flow out of the fountain of salvation. And it is this moment, which hidden in sacrament mystery, we celebrate 
in the most holy sacrifice of the Mass. That even Mass, though Mass often be boring in, in subjective experience, we should be able to say with the Talmud, he who has not seen the, the rejoicing at the place of the water drawing has never seen rejoicing in his life. That we, uh, the water of salvation is poured upon the altar in the hands of the priest. We ourselves are likened unto a tree, a flourishing olive tree in the house of God, trusting in his steadfast love a fruitful tree standing in the banks of the river of life, who shall bear good fruit even in the time of drought. Our Lord very much wants to partake of the sweet figs of our daily love, a sweet return which is a faithful following of him, keeping our sights fixed on what is before us the sacramental source of joy, the presence in the temple, bearing the fruit of grateful love. 